All right, so we're gonna we're gonna get into talking about uh, the the division for this year, momentum. Uh, uh, we uh, our division last year was new beginnings, and obviously we're in the new place, and a lot of people are in new positions. People have new healings and um, new breakthroughs, new places in their finances, uh, new debt free, all types of stuff. So. We, we see that God honored his word of new beginnings. And, and, and so this year, God was speaking new uh, momentum. He, he, he shared this with me earlier this year, probably earlier last year, probably somewhere in March or April uh, for us. And, um, you know, uh, as we talk about vision, we try to hit at least four to five pillars of vision. So where are we going to be with God? Where are we going to be in our covenants? Those that are, are have spouses and married. Um, where we're going to be with our family, um, where we're going to be with our extended family and friends, and our desires. So, so those are. I mean, you could you could have a, you know, ten others if in your personal vision at your house. But those are the things that we're trying to hit. So our momentum in our relationship with God, our momentum uh, in our marriages, our momentum um, uh, in our families, our momentum in extending. God's love to our family, extended friend, family, friends, and loved ones, and our momentum in receiving the desires of our heart. Scripture says, "If you delight yourself in Him, you receive the desires of your heart." Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness; all things are added. Um, and so, so I was I was meditating through some things, and this is kind of just a quick reminder because, again, if you're picking up momentum, you had to start somewhere. So, our our new beginning last year was about a new mindset, having a new mindset. Uh, why? Because it's difficult to embrace uh, the now when you're anchored in the old. You know, Scripture says, "If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away; all things become new." You know, just letting go of. I was talking to my nephew yesterday, and he was like, uh, "Man, I got to let go of the past." You know, he was like, "It's hard to sometimes talk to Christians because, you know, I got into I got in a very difficult situation because of uh." someone that was proclaiming to be Christian and so from that point on I looked at all Christians the same and he says but I'm having this conversation today and I realized that obviously all Christians aren't the same but it was kind of hard for him to let go of the past you know uh, let go of you know the little mishap when we were young or the missed opportunity when we played sports or uh, got our heart broken in a relationship you know some of us carry those, those moments throughout our entire lives they over like you gotta, you know, the scripture says our, your light affliction is but for a moment in time and work is a far more exceeding weight of glory. Um, you could write down weight of glory because we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But we take those one little moments and we put them in our pocket and we carry them throughout our life. Somebody said you were less than. Someone said you will never be nothing. Someone said you couldn't do nothing. And you're just carrying it around. Or the missed one missed opportunity. Instead of seeing that there were seven opportunities behind that, we kind of just just meditate. I can't believe I blew that, or or they played me. Um, can't nobody stop you um, for what God has purpose. But you have to keep moving to see how it works out for your good. And uh, so so again, that was last year. So I don't want to spend a lot of time with that. But we also opened up last year uh, right before. The end of the year, we have a fast week. So last year in December, Misty taught in fast week, and she shared a passage of scripture from us in Psalm 71, verses 20 and 21. You don't have to go there for right now, because again, I'm trying to just uh, at least set a foundation here. But it was the New Living Translation, I believe she shared. I could be wrong, but I think it was, or I grabbed the New Living Translation. But it says, you have allowed me to suffer much hardship but you will restore me to life again and lift me up from the depths of the earth. You will restore me to even a greater honor and comfort me once again. And so, so I pulled that after she taught that because I was already meditating on new, new beginnings and I thought that's a good example of a new beginning. And we talked about last year new beginnings and our commitments. Like making new commitments. God's trying to do a new thing um, but he can't do a new thing if we don't commit so we said new commitments uh we said we were going to return to serving purpose that's where we will be with god we will start living life based on purpose not on you know circumstances not on 
you know, where we've, you know, what everybody thinks we should be doing, but really living according to purpose. So we said we wouldn't serve tradition or careers or egos, but we would serve purpose. All things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to and harmony with his purpose. Not our purpose, his purpose. So we wonder why things aren't working out for good because we're not in harmony. And so, so we said we would start living in vision and purpose. We said we'd start God dreaming again. You know, you know, not daydreaming, not fantasizing, but God dreaming again. Right? And we said we would return to touching that dream daily. Something we talk about here all talk talk about here all the time. And that's what happens. You can lose sight of what God's plan was. You know, why you made moves, why you made tough decisions, and you could get caught up in keeping up and forget how what God had planned for you what's, what's God's will see a knower person that knows God would operate in his will and his purpose so we talked about connecting to God's will where we would be and that's where we would be in our covenants our relationships our family extended family friends and loved ones God's will lining ourselves up with God's will we did master life class uh, we're doing a, uh, we did discipleship cross but we did discipleship personality and what that means is giving up your attitudes, giving up your pretenses, giving up your moods, giving up your your stubbornness for God's will, giving up your feelings, giving getting past your own understanding to yield to God's will. We talked about this morning how you can you can be stubborn, you can stay stubborn, but eventually you'll be broken. But some people, when they finally get to that brokenness, when their will is broken, it's too late. We're praying that uh, it won't be too late, right? So we, so, so again, most of that was what we talked about last year: returning to our God-given dream. You know, we have this imagination as we that that's been put inside of our our mind. You know, uh, inside of our soul. And so you have your mind, your will, your emotions, your intellect, and your imagination. So God has gifted you with an imagination for a reason, but He wants His picture painted on there. What the devil tries to do is paint His worst-case scenario. Uh, your past hurts, your past pains, your mishaps, your unforgiveness and bitterness on that, that imagination. Have you playing off of that? Playing off of the, the mistakes you've made. You know, as opposed to playing off of God's picture for you to keep on moving, keep on moving. So when you slip, when you make a mistake, when you've been mistreated, when people have done you wrong, when you have mishaps, right, you got to take your attention off of that. Cast down all imaginations, every high thing exalts itself against the knowledge of God down that thought and lock back in on God's picture see it, it works out for good if you keep moving you have to keep moving to see how it works out it's not going to work out if you're looking behind it's not going to uh, work out if you give up or if you faint right and so 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 God is keeping us taking us on this path because he's trying to reveal something to us that's been lost in the wilderness and that's called our heart he's trying to get us back to us finding our true heart and our true selves right and to get your heart is going to cost you everything. It's going to cost you everything to find out what God has planned for you. Uh, I had wrote this down because uh, when I was uh, doing the teaching on New Beginnings, we're going to get to momentum here in a second. Says there's something else I'm after out here in the wild. I'm searching for an even more elusive prey, something that can only be found through the help of the wilderness. I'm looking for my heart. Uh, Deuteronomy 8.2 says it's taking you through the wilderness to prove you, to humble you so you would know what's in your heart whether you would keep his will or not. See when God gets you to that platform and that purpose, all of us are saying once I get there man, I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do God yeah but the wilderness is showing what you really do. Not what you think you do you think you're going to do, not what you uh, really want to do, not what you act like you're going to do but the wilderness is showing what you will really do if a God gives you all the things that you've been dreaming of. Whether it's the provision you want, whether it's the relationships you want, the position you want, um, the opportunity, the team you want to play for, the wilderness is showing what you really would do. How, what is your habits? Are you playing off of God consistently or are you just doing drive-by? So God's saying now, if I give you your platform, you're going to have another thing that's going to pull your attention away. So if you're just doing drive-bys now, I probably won't see you at all. So the wilderness is showing what you truly will do, right? 
Um, and, and, and so so we talked about that last year in New Beginnings, like resetting ourselves. And we also talked about Hebrews 13. My wife has shared this, uh, 13, 20, and 21. It says, God will make you perfect or complete or mature you to his will. But another version, I forgot the version you read, sweetheart. It might have been Amplified. But it says, uh, ready for special purposes. So God is trying to, all this that we're going through, all this preparation, all this, uh, got to read the word, got to pray, got to go to church, uh, it's, 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 it's equipping us for special purposes, way beyond the platform that we would just settle for. So, so the, the, the job, the relationship, uh, the opportunity to, to, to travel and to, to, to do what you like to do, it's way beyond that. It's, it's a special purpose. On that platform, can God use you, right? So God is equipping us for special purposes. And this, this, is, this new beginning was the start to our momentum. So new beginnings are starting with a clean slate, removing the shackles, an empty cup. It's the initial pouring of a purpose in you. It's the initial start. That's what a new beginning is. So it's that, again, it's an empty cup that's being poured into. A mom, the momentum is, the, is, is, the, is starting out with that cup being filled, moving towards overflow. David said in Psalm 23, my cup runneth over. So this momentum starts when we allow ourselves to be filled up with the fullness of God, Ephesians 3.19, right? So the new beginning was 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 trying to get our stubborn selves, you know, our our leaning to our own understanding, our, getting our funky feelings, our fearful selves that sometimes will settle for a moment of pleasure at the expense of what God has purposed for us to be fulfilled in. To see that new beginning was trying to shift us to get out of ourselves, to empty all of ourselves, our attitudes, our motives our methods, our moods, and shift to lock in to be totally empty of us and be all filled with him. Right? So I, I, I did something at a, a, a baptism one time uh, for, the, for, the, for the children. Uh, and uh, I had an empty bottle like this. This is clear water. And, um, and so what I did was I took a little bit of dirt and I put it into the bottle. Just a little bit of dirt. Now, now this is, I guess, I don't know, eight, ten ounces. What is this? Eight? Sixteen point nine. You know the chemistry dudes over there had to like the specifics. All right, so so thank you. Sixteen point nine ounces. But I, I I don't even know if I put an ounce of dirt in there. Uh, let's just give it a half ounce of dirt. So I put a half ounce of dirt. There's more water than dirt, right? So do we call it a little bit of dirty water? Soon as I put that, that dirt in there, it's 16.9 ounces of dirty water. Right? And so, 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 but we, we, we don't look at our lives that way, though, do we? We go, that's just a little bit of sin. <laughs> Amen from the brother in the back. Newly married, right? That's, that's how we roll, right? And so then we ask ourselves with confidence. We go, I don't understand why this is happening to me. And we almost are ignoring that little bit of dirt we put in. I can't, like, like mad with God. You know, like, I, I just don't understand this. And then you, 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 you look at people go, why are you judging me when they point out it could be that little bit of dirt. So you ask the question. Why is this happening? And they go, you think it's that little bit of dirt you had in your life? Oh, you, oh, oh hey, hey, don't judge me. Are they, are they judging you or are they trying to help? Right, they're trying to say, get the dirt out. Right, does that make sense? All right, so, so, <laughs> so, so that was, that was new beginnings. Like we're in, we're in a year of momentum here. So it starts with a, with a filled, a filled up cup. Let's go to Amos 9. Go to Amos 9 so we could. Uh, something actually, uh, a bishop that I'll just call him 
a, uh, my brother because he's claims my wife as his sister and her father as his dad. So we'll just say, uh, I give you a shout out, Bishop Wortham, right? Did I say his name right? Yeah, Wortham, okay, out of uh, Baltimore. Um, somebody I'm getting to know, I, I'm, I'm not saying I know him all like that. But he did, we were talking to him, and we were just sharing with him some of the things that God was doing. And he spoke this, this, this was last year, was that last year? He spoke this out over as soon as, as soon as he spoke it, I added it to my notes. And I'm sitting there fumbling through, talking, and I got to find Amos too, right? What page is it on? You're the preacher. You're supposed to know. No, I'm saying to myself, I know y'all sitting there going, I'm the preacher. I'm supposed to know. I just be knowing major prophets and minor prophets. I don't be remembering the books. Like... You know, so I, I just, like, if it's a major prophet, I know where they at, and it's a minor prophet, I know where they at, so. Yeah, stop, man. You ain't, you, you ain't right. All right, so, because <laughs> so, you found it already, right? <laughs> okay, all right. All right, let's do uh, verse 13. It's, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper, and the reaper, and the, uh, the plowman shall overtake the reaper, and the treader of grapes him that sow of seed, and the mountains shall drop sweet wine, and the hills shall melt. And I will bring again the captivity of my people, meaning take them out of captivity, and they shall build waste cities and inhabit them, and they shall plant vineyards and drink wine thereof. Now again, now let me get into the whole teaching again on wine. You know, back then they called uh, juice wine. No, for real. I, I'm not making that up. Study it out. See, think about it because they 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 squeeze the uh, the liquid out of the fruit and they wind, just like somebody cries. They call you. They say you're whining. Know that? Yeah. So that's so so back then. Go go read through the Bible. You don't see juice, do you? That's what they call. Okay, never mind. I'm just messing y'all all up, right? Because it's messed up your whole theology on wine, isn't it? Alright, so it says you should drink the wine thereof, and they shall also make the gardens and eat the fruit thereof, and I will plant them upon their land, and they shall no more be pulled up out of their land, which I have given them, saith the Lord God. But I wanted to read this out of the message. It says, yes indeed, it won't be long now. Uh, things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the hills of, of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off a mountain and hills. I'll make everything right again for my people. They'll rebuild their ruined cities. They'll plant vineyards and drink good wine. They'll, they'll work their gardens and eat fresh vegetables. I'll plant them. Plant them on their own land. <laughs> and they'll never again be uprooted from the land I've given them. God, your God, says so. So, so, so God's talking about a level of momentum there. It says it, 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 it'll be going so fast, your head will spin. And that's what God is trying to do. Like, well, that's what God's been doing. Like, you know, uh, it, that lines up exactly with what's been happening. I, it's, like, it's too much for like. You know, you know why uh, momentum is so good? Well, momentum is like overflowing. The thing about overflow is you can't control it. But your natural man wants to. Like we only do things that we can control a lot of times. And so a lot of times when God takes us in that place where we can't control, we'll, 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 we'll tighten up. Like when the spirit really be moving, some people yield, but some people tighten up because they're like, okay, what's going on here? What's going on here? I, I, I can't control this. I had a, I'm going to put this out here too. I won't say your name, but you know who I'm talking about. I had a family member come out to one of our, uh, uh, one of our services. I'll just say service. But you know which service I'm talking about. And so, uh, so now I, I don't know when was the last first time that you've been in church. I didn't know. But I know I had never seen the person in church. I'm not saying they never went to church. I'm just saying I, I, I didn't. And I definitely never seen them in, in, in our church. And so the power of God was moving that day. And, and that particular person was sitting there going, okay, okay, okay. Was, like they, couldn't, they, couldn't, they couldn't stop crying. They couldn't sit still. It was just too much. 
and it and, and it was without warning. You could just see it, like you could just ah, ooh, like. But but really, that was the time of year. When that spirit is moving, that's the time of year. You don't need to know what's going to happen. You just need to let go, right? But it's uncertainty and 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 our train ourselves to control the outcome. Normally, when the spirit hits, <laughs> we we tighten up. No, you got to let go. You got to let go, right? You got to be able to float, right? You got to be able to float. To, because if the momentum is taking you, don't you want to experience it? Because he's saying if it's things, one thing on that after another, right? But see, we stay on our head so we can control it and rationalize it. But the, God, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 1, God has taken the foolish things of the world and confound the wise, Right? But he, then he said, it's foolishness to man. It's not foolish. It's foolish to man because they can't comprehend it. And comprehend it, Siri had a, just a moment. See, Siri want to control things, see? Just a moment. No, ain't no moment. You got to flow with us. Right. <laughs> but this is just, just the thing. Like, like, the thing is, the, the, the comp comprehension is mastery. That's what comprehension is. And so... We only want to yield to stuff that we can master with our minds. Control, mastery is control. But the things of God you have to yield to. See, faith ain't something you can, you can control. It's something you got to let go. And see, that's hard. Listen, a lot of things waiting on us on the other side of our let go. I'm not going to get into that teaching anymore. Right? You go back, let's go archive it on the website. Let the, the let go. All right. I right, so 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 flow with me. Flow with me. And so uh, this is the thing. So we've been talking about vision. Well, it was on Sunday, but I switched it to Wednesday. And uh, but the subtitle was what? Fight to see. Right. And the thing is, the clearer the visibility, the greater the momentum. I mean, you, if you've been in the fog before, you 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 slow down because you can't see. But when that fog lifts, you start to accelerate. See, so a lot of this craziness that's been weighing on our lives has been a fog. And it's been slowing us down. In some cases, immobilizing us. In some cases, paralyzing us. Right? But God is trying to get us, infuse the revelation, the ability to see some things, to pick up the momentum. Right? He's trying to pick up the momentum. But the interesting thing is, you know how like, like, like you are... Uh, you start a momentum. It's like, in, especially when it comes to God. You start a momentum, but then something in your default says, well, I'm, it makes it okay for me to do what I, was, I, used to, what I used to do. And then so you go back into what you used to do, but insanity is what? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And then you find yourself back where you were before. And then you go, how did this happen? Well, it happened when you chose to compromise the momentum, right? Uh, uh, we was uh, uh, going through the Master Life class at 915, and uh, the guy was telling the story, and he said uh, he had learned about the Holy Spirit. And so when he learned about the Holy Spirit and the value of the Holy Spirit and the impact of the Holy Spirit, he yielded to the Spirit. He had never, he never let go before. And so when he yielded to the Spirit, because he was, when he first got saved, he had zeal. So he was trying to talk to people about Jesus. Hey, can I talk to you about Jesus? But nobody was listening to him. Like, man, please, get out of my face. And so he yielded to the Holy Spirit, and all of a sudden, he, he didn't know what he was saying. But the first day, seven people gave them life, life to the Lord. I might have the wrong number. It could be five. In, in some of our cases, one would be enough, right? And so, so seven people. Then the next day. Two or three people. Then the next day, I'm talking about grocery stores, going out shopping, shooting ball, whatever. It just, it just kept going. So he said to himself, this won't keep happening. There's no way this is going to keep happening. And guess what happened? It stopped happening. He choked instead of just flowing. Just letting the Lord keep using him. This man of God, he was a plumber and his wife was a, uh, was a pastor. And he was just rolling with his wife, you know, just he would help out in service and stuff like that. But he's kind of doing behind the scenes. Really, he wasn't even really feeling all, all of the Jesus stuff. Well, one day he gets arrested by God. He gets arrested by God and somebody's in need of healing. Well, well he just learned about 
you know, he was, he was like like a child. He just learned about lay hands on the sick and they shall be covered. Lay hands, this person get healed. Somebody else comes and gets healed. They find out that person got healed, they come and get healed. Well, you know what? He's traveling all over the world healing folk. The difference between him and, and the one first guy, he just kept, he just let the momentum take him. Just let the momentum take him. Right? Your gift make rooms for you. So a lot of the, the, the depression or the, the frustration is we ain't let go. We're not letting the momentum take us. All right? All right so I, just, I, I wanted to set us up with that. Uh, Pastor Mel said something earlier last year or throughout the year. She was saying, uh, she, says, she said, babe, I see this. We've, we've primed the pump. And once it's gotten started, now it's pouring out blessings continually. She says, you know, you, you prime a pump, you, just, you know, some, and now I'm a city boy, so y'all should know more about priming a pump than me, right? 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 You, you know, even that well, to get it, get it going, you got to prime it, right? Right? And you ask yourself, how do I pour water in to get water out? Well, when you pour water in, it's attracting water. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, you, you pour it in, it's attracting water. Just like you pour the word in, it attracts the treasure hitting in your earthen vessel. It, it draws it out, right? And so, so, so she said, we prime the pump, and then once it opens up, it just can't stop. It just can't stop unless you stop it through your compromise or through your control or leaning to your own understanding, right? All right, so momentum, let's talk about momentum and, and what it actually is. Momentum is a product of mass or weight and velocity or speed. So it's, the, it's, 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 it's size times speed. It's the mass and weight plus velocity. So, so, so again, mass, weight, plus velocity and speed. Mass, weight, plus velocity and speed. Because I'm going to speak to that, but I just want to make sure you understand. Mass, weight, velocity, and speed. Right? So, now, now so, so I wanted, we're going to use a mountain for this example. Right? We're going to use a mountain. So from the base of the mountain, right, and you're trying to pick up speed from the base, the lesser the mass or weight increases the momentum. The lesser the mass or weight, if I'm trying to go up the mountain, increases my momentum. The more weight, what? It's going to drag me down or slow me down, slow down my momentum. Does that make sense? Right? All right. See, that's when I'm on the climb. When I'm on the climb, I need less weight, not more weight. So that's we talked about preparation. When I'm preparing, when I'm when I'm in the wilderness, I need less weight, not more weight. Right? Now from the mountain's peak, when I've reached the peak of the mountain, that's what New Beginners was last year. When I reach the peak of the mountain, the greater the mass increases the momentum. So if I'm on the top of the mountain going down. The greater the weight, the faster I'm rolling. Right? You see the difference? Right, so, so, so it increases my momentum. So this is it in our life. If we're climbing the mountain to where God has taken us, guess what? The weight of sin slows us down. Let's go to Hebrews. Hebrews 12. So if I'm, if I'm on the climb, right? The more natural, fleshly, or sinful weight is going to slow me down. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I, I need momentum in my life, right? And we'll talk about why here in a little bit. Verse 1. It says, wherefore, Hebrews 12, 1. Hebrews 12, verse 1. It says, wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great cloud of witnesses, it says, let us lay aside, lay aside every weight and the sin which so, which, which doth, doth so easily besets us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. So it's saying if I, let, if I lay aside that weight of sin, I can run my race with momentum, with a particular pace, right? Right? So, so, so again, I might, I might see where I'm supposed to go. I might be excited about how I'm supposed to go. I might even agree with what God has said I'm supposed to go. But if I really believe, 
And if I really agree, then I'm going to do what it takes to accelerate towards it. I don't agree when I'm holding on to the weight that's slowing me down. And then what I'm going to do is, uh, so I haven't done this in a while, so, I, so, so there's somebody close to me that uh, has some momentum, but then allowed the weight of sin. Right, and so they had a they had a the opportunity of a lifetime, opportunity of a life. They were they were just this far away from their dream coming true, just this far away, and so they got into presumption. Psalm 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 nineteen, it says, it says keep me away from presumptuous sins. Overconfidence is what that is. They got overconfident, allowed sin. And that sin not only slowed down our momentum, it started dragging them backwards. Because you're on a climb now. So if I allow that weight, at first it's slowing me down. But eventually, if the weight gets large enough, it drags me back. This is what we call backslide, right? Backslide? That they got it from mountains. Right? And so 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 why would someone do that? We talked about this at, uh, at uh, uh, Master Life one day. Why would someone do that if they really wanted their dream? See, see, again, you allow, the sin not only starts to drag you, but it starts to blind you. Remember, if when you can see, it accelerates your momentum. If you're clouded, you start to slow down. You start to lose sight. Right? Not, not intentional, not on purpose, not because you're evil. It's because now you're unaware. And then you say to yourself, I don't understand why this is happening. And then you start getting mad at God. God, why are you allowing this? And honestly, since you can't hear God, I will tell you what God is saying in response. Why are you allowing it? Now, he's not saying it to condemn you. He's saying it because it's reality. Why am I getting the heat for the fire that you're starting? Doesn't make sense to me. And then with our overconfidence, what we say is, that won't happen to me. Right? Because the fool has said in his mind, there is no God. And there's a person that says, oh, no, no, that happened to them. That won't happen to me. But the thing is, there's uh, uh, it's, it's the uh, example of a of a frog in boiling water. So what they say is you put a frog in water, and let's say the water is just normal, and then you 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 start heating it up in increments. Well, the, the frog don't even know it's getting hot. You can you can the frog will stay in that water until it boils itself to death, because it can't sense the increments of heat. But if the, the water was boiling ahead of time, that, that frog will run from that water. And so some of us don't realize this, we're like the frog in slowly increasing boiling water. We're actually being destroyed, but King, since we don't feel it or sense it, we don't think it's happening. Scripture says, uh, Ecclesiastes 8 11, it says, because the sentence, the punishment, against the evil work is not executed speedily, men find it in their heart to do evil. Because they're not getting the, the, the requisite crash right away, they figure they're okay. But the devil is, is subtle. I, I want to give them, I want the crash to come not just when they're by themselves, but when other people are with them. When they're in good, solid relationships. Where people admire them and they're following them and they're taking their advice. That's when I want to crash them because I won't just get them. I'll get all the people that's around them. Not just a 2 4, a 2004. Right? That little girl is, is it a girl? Boy? Sorry about that. He locked in. Yeah, he locked in. Like he knows something just came from heaven, so he like, yeah, tell him. <laughs> Which I can say it. 
All right, so 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 we say that that weight of sin slows down our momentum. Well, guess what? Now again, because we're on the climb, but the weight of glory increases our momentum when we're at when we're at the peak on our way down the hill. The more glory, the more momentum. Right? So the sufferings of this present time, Romans eight eighteen, is not worthy to be compared of the glory that shall be revealed in us. Right? But workers for us are far more exceeding weight of glory. Right? That's, so, 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 so there's a weight of sin, but there's a weight of glory. And when you go in, when you reach that peak, you want to press into God even more. Normally people get overconfident when, when they've accomplished a level of success. The fulfillment is attached to the success when you press into God at another level because of where you are and the platform you have. See, you're on a platform now. And what it does is it creates a momentum that overtakes everybody around you. They try to stop you, but they can't. The momentum is going too fast. Right? And so, 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 so that's what God is trying to do uh, in our lives. So, so momentum is it has its own force or speed of movement um and the more weight you add it assists that it assists that velocity so 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 there's a speed but the more weight you add it assists that speed it either assists that speed on your way up to slow down or assists that that speed to accelerate on the way down right does that make sense so 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 the greater the momentum means there's a larger amount of force that will be required to stop you. The greater there's a larger force it would take to stop you. Some of us are stopped easily because there's no momentum. Either because the weight of sin has slowed us, slowed us down and you're easily pushed down the hill or you don't have enough of weight of glory on the way down the hill and they stop you in your tracks. See, the kingdom of heaven, heaven suffers violence. The violence take it by force. So they're trying to create, galvanize their team to forcefully take and stop your momentum. Mark chapter 11 verse 12. Right? And so, so they'll try to get you in your own head. Right? They'll try to get you to lean to your own understanding. Right? They'll got to try to get you to See, this is this is what's so tough. If we we don't believe God sometimes, right? See, see, so that means we're not going to take all His glory because we're going. There's so much. See, see, man, we have to be empty, right? So we can be filled up with the fullness of God, right? So if if any of us is left in there, then it's not all God. It's all God with a little bit of you in there, sprinkled in, right? <laughs> We we already talked about the dirt, right? <laughs> All right, okay. All right. So so and and so now we have to uh, simulate blessing. We have to simulate gifting and anointing. We we wear you know, we give ourselves titles and positions because we don't trust that God will promote us. Like we send ourselves out because we don't trust that God will send us. We call ourselves. Degree ourselves, title ourselves, because we don't trust that God will call us, degree us, and title us. Right? We don't allow God to resurrect us, so we try to resurrect ourselves. Right? And then we steal so much of what God has for us. And, 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 and we can title ourselves and this, that, and the other, but God ain't with you. It's just like me right now going out and buying a toy badge. And I'm going to hang out in the mall, buy a toy badge, or I get my uh, concealed weapon license, I have a gun, and I have a toy badge. I'm going around trying to arrest people. Just one problem. Police ain't backing me. I have no authority. Like, like y'all be treating those people in the, the mall, like really? Seriously? Really? Like you, you, you roll around like you, hey, 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 buddy, hey, hey. Don't use that door. Right? right. Yeah, so, see, like, half the time, that's the person that didn't pass getting through the academy. 
You know what I'm saying? So they, <laughs> you know, so they want to like, like, I'm gonna make up authority. You know, patrolling the, the block. You know, walking up and down the block. You know, with a badge that they bought or got out of the uh, Captain Crunch box. So what I'm saying is like, like we do this in our lives too. You know, some people have never allowed God to raise them to authority so they control their kids. Be sitting right next to the phone. Hey, 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 hey! Come here and get this phone. Because, you know, maybe their parents ran them all their life, so now they couldn't wait to tell somebody what to do. Hey, 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 hey! Get over here and fix this. Fix that. Clean that. Do that. So, so you don't have a child that you're birthing towards purpose. You have someone that's now your indentured servant. Your own Cinderella. <laughs> All because you don't trust God to create momentum in your life. So you just you just fake fake momentum. Everything your whole life is a front. I, I didn't say no names. If your whole life is a front, God can change you from here. <laughs> I didn't say no name. So, so we said the greater momentum means that there's a large amount of force that will require to stop you. Like, you know, when we was growing up, we always talk about Mack trucks. Because Mack trucks be going so fast and has so much weight behind them. Like, man, man you know, we play football. Like, he hit you like a Mack truck. <laughs> like, 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 he was coming so fast, he couldn't stop it. I was telling a young man this, uh, this, week, uh, this week, I said, listen, you got to learn how to... Uh, you know, he wants to go to the next level. I said, you got to learn how to attack the defense. I said, listen, with your athleticism, I said, if you come at people fast enough, they'll be like, oh, my God, what am I do? I said, but you, you're hesitating. You're giving them an opportunity to size you up and to shut you down. I said, but if you knew what you was doing, they, 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 before they knew it, you don't score because of momentum. It's something I, I learned years ago. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm probably not as fast as I was then, but but uh, that's what I learned. Man, I ain't waiting, waiting for you. I'm going to keep you reacting to me. Right? Something to think about. God, the Holy Spirit told me to share this, uh, and this is what he told me. He said, that which I add my weight to will have unstoppable momentum this year. Holy Spirit said, that which I add my weight to, his glory to will have unstoppable momentum this year. Now, now, now I have a question. Is anybody, is anybody going to yield to the Holy Spirit? See, he's coming to add weight and glory. He's not coming to, 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 to punk your life. To, he's coming to actually give you what it takes to pick up momentum. And once you pick up that momentum, you'll be unstoppable, undeniable. You won't have to chase it. It'll be chasing you. Now, but see, the, see again, Scripture says in 1 Corinthians 6, it says, know ye that you're the temple of the Holy Spirit that dwells in you. It says, it says, would you take the Holy Spirit and connect them to a harlot? That's what the Scripture says. It, he starts telling us flee fornication, sexual immorality, thoughts as well as actions. I just, just let y'all know what that means. Right? He says, he says, would you do all these things to create a temple for me? If you do the things to create a temple for me, I'll dwell in you, I'll infill you, and I'll outpour all around you. You'll be unstoppable. People will just be so attracted. Like, every, I, 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 I don't know what you're doing, who you are, but I got to have you around. I know a young man who went into Dell uh, Computers for an interview that he did not qualify for. And so he has the interview and they're talking to him. And so he, uh, now first of all, he went to the interview. Thought I mentioned that he went to the interview that he didn't qualify for. Somebody need to hear that. All right, so so so, so he had to operate a level of faith, right? Right, and uncertainty. If he if if he logically thought it through, he ain't going to the interview because he don't qualify, right? Right, ain't that right? Okay, good. All right, so he goes to the interview. They interview him. They call him back and they say, "Listen, man, we have to have you in this company." He said, and the, and, and the guy said, to be honest with you, you don't qualify for this job. He says, a lot of other people came in to qualify. He said, but you said a couple of things that I never heard before. And when you opened your mouth to say them, I told my people 
We need that guy in this atmosphere to affect this atmosphere. The things that he said he learned being under us in youth ministry. He was a youth leader with us. So he was a part. He said, I just said some things that I heard from y'all. The things he heard from us, the Holy Spirit had communicated. You see, you see something happened where he got favor different than any other situation. Basically, he was unstoppable. See, see, we, we're, we're, and I've been through this, like, I've been through this most of my life. Because I just told y'all recently, we just got out of debt out of, after, well, me, 40 years. I don't know how long she's been in debt. But since we, since, since, since we the same age, I'm going to assume it was in that 40 range, right? Right? But, but, but I remember, like, going into, like, to, to get whatever, vehicles. It could be renting a car. And I used to be like, okay. <laughs> I'm not even Catholic. Be, like, 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 you know, something like, you know, but I, was, I, I really was sweating. I'll be honest with you. I was just in there like, okay, let's see how this is going to work out. And then, and, and, and then I, get, I get married and it gets worse. So, well, fuck. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm saying not because of her. See, I can... I didn't like being embarrassed, but it was okay by myself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't nobody know. But the first time we met, we went to get, I was getting a car. And we weren't even married. We was just dating. And uh, they denied me. And uh, in front of her. Now, she didn't tell me at the time. She didn't say nothing. But I was like, this ain't cool, man. This ain't a good start to this thing, man. You, dude, you could have like, gave me some grace. <laughs> Give me a try. But I remember, and so she told me later, I think it was right before we got married, she says, you know what? She says, God, this is definitely God. She said, because that day we went to, to, to get your car, and you didn't get that car. She said, she said I said, this N-word, he can't even get a car. How's he going to get me a house? That's what she said. Huh? That's a legitimate question, though. We just said, lean not to your own understanding. God takes the foolish things of the world and confound the wise. The interesting thing is when we went to get the house, they couldn't use her credit. I got the house. I wasn't even going to say that until you open your mouth. <laughs> brother, brother got redeemed. No, I'm just... <laughs> But, but but I'm saying that to say like 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 going through all that, it's like no momentum. It's like everything is like weighty. Everything every it, it's like frustrating, you know. And you you edgy when you're dealing with folk too, because you get tired of this, you know. It's like even when you try, you know, you Christian, so you like, yeah, God's God's good. Uh, was it, was it, what's the line everybody used to say? A blessed and holy favor. That's what you're saying on the outside. On the inside, like really. When am I going to experience some of this highly favored blessing? But I'm telling you, when you shift yourselves to really embrace the glory of God and the Holy Spirit, things start happening, man. Things start happening. Like, actually, the, the, one of the things was we got that house. We still, the credit still was terrible at the time, I'm saying. But, but God started picking up momentum. Like now, I just, I, I, I'm in a whole nother world. Like, I'm in such another, we're in such another world now, I don't really got time to talk about it. It's so much going on. I did like, even there's a lot of personal stuff we'll get to. I just can't, i like, what? And I remember when we were, we first, we came out here to start the church with just me and her $1,625. I remember that. And I remember God was moving on people to, to, to be a blessing. And Lord knows we needed it. You know, because you start a new church, you pioneer, start a church, and you don't have a team. Even the team is getting to know you. They're looking at you like, they seem all right. But while they were processing if they trust you, they definitely ain't supporting what you're doing. Ain't nobody trying to waste their resources if you don't know they'll be utilized right. Or if this is the legit vision, like, and nobody's trying to sow seed in the sand. You don't get a harvest from that. I just thought I'd let you know, just in case you tried it. 
<laughs> you know, you need some good soil. So you, you're, you're toiling through. People questioning you. People, ah, I don't know. Well, while they're doing that, you're still trying to grow the ministry. How the bills getting paid? I'm asking the people that was there at the beginning that wasn't tithing. I'm just playing. I'm just... <laughs> That's personal files, unnecessary roughness. Alright. <laughs> you said the second one. You know my cousin's gonna be keeping count of these things. Well, I owe you about seventeen more, so alright, so anyway, so so you're 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 processing through through that and you're just happy if God moves on people's hearts. And he was, he was just moving on people's hearts. Listen, the church is existing because he moved on people's hearts and they sustained it as we were developing relationships. I'm picking about the people. I mean, if I was in their shoes, I did the same thing. I don't know these people. You got to get to know somebody, right? You don't just, hopefully you ain't marrying nobody you don't know, right? You get to know the person, right? All right, so, so, so they, they, why they were getting to know us, God covered it. And so I remember there was times like, whoa, whew. Baby, this is going to get us through, boy. Just in the nick of time. But there's some things happening right now. We're not in that position. So God can go, hey, you guys are good now. Y'all take it from here. No, that's not how God works. He does exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask to think. So there's things happening now. You'll find out sooner or later. But there's things happening now. Like, we... We're like, well, God, you didn't even have to do that. <laughs> you, 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 is, is this for real? And see, what I'm saying, momentum. Momentum. I, think about all that you know. All, all the you know, people that's around, they plugged in, all that you know is happening. We could just say that's momentum, right? There's more going on than that. Way beyond that. And if you've been around this church long enough, you know I ain't never lied. Right? I ain't never lied to you. It ain't never. I'm, what, trust me. I still have to be obedient. You know, some stuff the Lord tells me there's timing for. But I'm telling you right now. Momentum. Phenomenal momentum. God is, oh, God. Oh, like God. Come on now. God, listen. Like, why don't you just tell us? We could do that too. Just, <laughs> Be patient. Somebody said patience over there. Alright, so 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 <laughs> so we're on this this God is trying to position us at the peak of this mountain and he wants to he wants to release uh I don't know if y'all know what the rock of Gibraltar is. It's it's a, it's a, it's a massive, it's huge. Actually if you read the scripture it says, Upon this rock I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. But he had uh Simon's name was changed to Peter. Now Peter means a uh, rock, but little like a pebble. But he tells him, he says, "Upon this rock I build my church." That rock that he was referring to is like a rock of Gibraltar. It's, it's phenomenal. It's huge as far as foundation. And so God wants to take the foundation, the rock that we've been afforded. Christ is the rock, right? That we've been afforded to create a momentum. And the interesting thing is, we were talking about this guy talk, like, like he died for us. Like, like, listen, I, I know y'all understand he's passing to Christ and all that. No, no, but you got to look at the whole thing. He gave his life. I just told you he died. Then I just said he gave his life. He buried himself, gave up all, emptied himself of any of himself so we could have this life. But he, he wasn't just doing it for that. He was showing us everything. Read, read through the scripture. It was all about showing us something. Like we were sent here. We got the information early before God sent you down into the earth realm. You got the script. But, this, but since we are born in sin and shaped in iniquity, we lose sight of it. Like we, we, we're blinded to who we really are and the power we really have. That we're fearfully and wonderfully made. We're made in this image and after his likeness. And that we're unstoppable. And, 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 and the fact that we have resurrection power. So, so, so he, was, he came down to show us how to live a life based on the temptations, the demands, the criticisms, the misunderstanding, people not re rejecting you. He went through all that. 
says he came into his own and they received him not. Dude, if it wasn't me, you wouldn't be here. But he didn't, it said that he suffered. He didn't retaliate. It's called suffering is restrained retaliation. Right? He didn't use his power on behalf of himself. Because he knew he needed it for something. Right? So he let it, he let it go. He let that go. And he said, hey, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you how this thing works. Because I'm giving up more than you ever have to give up. But I'm going to give it all up and I'm going to trust God to resurrect me from there. He was showing us that if we give it all up, which, not, which quite a few of us have never done. I was about to say none of us. That's not true. Quite a few of us has, have never done. If we give it all up, God is saying, I've already showed you I could resurrect you from there. That's that Gibraltar rock of revelation that's going to take us on that momentum. Because once you see, know what it's really called? It's called resurrection power momentum. Once you realize God can resurrect you from there, you can let it all go. All that stuff. Well, we're hedging our bets. Okay. That, 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 that was me that just came out. That guy with it. That was little attitude that was me that wasn't the Holy Spirit I'll get back to the Spirit alright like we're hedging our bets like okay I know what God is telling me to do but I'll I'll do 50-60% of that but I'm going to hold on to this just in case this might work you ain't dead you still alive (laughs) (laughs) right but, but Paul said I die daily. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop, man. She make me laugh all the time. Right. Right. So 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 we gotta John said I decrease that he may increase. Present ourselves as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable in him which is our reasonable service. Man, if we can get out the way and really die, you know the momentum we're gonna have in our lives? I mean really die. Like Listen, okay, you've been holding on to your ego. All right, cool. Now, this is a blast from the past. How's that been working for you? I mean, let's just be honest. Like, how's that been working? Like, all your intellect, all your degrees. Okay, how's that working for you? I'm not talking about do you have a, a decent job. Is that what the goal is? A decent job? Are you fulfilled? Are you living a full life with no denials? Now I'm just I'm not I'm not being critical, but we gotta embrace this reality. Like we making up like something sweet. And denial. We don't even like the job. Or the people. And God has like but, but I got this for you. Yeah, but I've already invested in this particular, this path. So what I need you to do is shift what your will was and just bless my will. That's what we're saying. It doesn't work that way. That's not because I'm a preacher. It doesn't work that way for none of us. It didn't work that way for me. Now, listen, I sure knew I'd be in the NBA by now. For real. And, and, not, and I wasn't in denial. It wasn't because, listen, one thing I could do, one thing, is play some basketball. But that wasn't God's will. That was my will. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm fulfilled. I'm fulfilled in every aspect of my life. And as much as I play basketball, even I played the other day and it's getting on my nerves. Um, it really was. I know it's not a good confession. How could I change that? I wasn't too happy and pleased with the environment that I was op- that I was flowing in, um, and and I and I kind of was pulling on me for the rest of the day. Next, like man, I was like, I, I wasn't even feeling none of this. I can't. I don't know why I'm saying this because my wife would be like, "Well, babe, you just said the other day that it was pulling on you. Why are you going out there? You know, I did I did minister to five people that day." Shout out to that. 
It's the only way I stay in shape, you know, at least right now, you know. Alright, so 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 again, uh I want I want to give you this and you know, because we gotta close out. But I want to give you this uh I got this from uh Helen Calder, uh woman of God. Um I don't know her entire background, but this was powerful. It says, uh, this is a season of stewardship in which we must focus on gathering resources, leaders, skills, knowledge, and so on. She's talking about the climb, climbing the mountain, the preparation. But there comes a time when God speaks to us and he says, it is time for an encounter with my presence. And when the weight of my glory collides with your preparation and your obedience, you are going to experience unstoppable momentum. You will see divine acceleration. So it's the weight of your preparation colliding with the presence of God. Not independent of the presence of God.